Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast. I'm here today with Adam Lorber of the New York Giants. He is the manager of premium sales, and he's going to talk with us a little bit about the sports industry, the trends, and also uh, the dynamic of trying to sell tickets when nobody can go see sports. So thank you, Adam, for being here. I really appreciate your time and your insight. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm, uh, I'm so busy hanging out in my bedroom for the last year. This is great. Well, that's that's a great question. I mean, you and everyone else in the back office, right, have been remote or working from home, and your job specifically is what? I'm supposed to be selling suites and full season suites and premium sales, but mostly focusing on suites. Okay. And um, and as you pointed out, um, it's hard to sell tickets for games that don't have fans, let alone suites that don't have uh, fans. So. Right. I know that. There's no football in March, right? It might be practice, preseason, whatever that the players do. But how how worried were you? Because we didn't really have answers if it was going to be two weeks, two months, or two years right. for this lockdown. So what what was your mindset? Well, um, quite honestly, I started with the Giants the last week of January of last year. So I was brand new to this. Um, I came from baseball. I saw some of my friends lose their jobs. I saw them getting nervous. Um, uh, I had no idea what to expect, but being part of the NFL shield and the Giants brand and the stuff that I heard, I, I, I wasn't nervous per se. I, I, I wasn't sure how, what my day to day would be. Um, right. But, uh, you know, it was um, when we, we, we all got sent home the first week of March. Mm -hmm. And my biggest concern was, man, the latte machine in the, in the cafeteria was really good and I was going to miss it. Um, but, but we all thought it was going to be a couple of weeks. We didn't realize it was going to go into the season. Right. Um, so at first it was like, hey, I guess we have some downtime, some time to work from home and, and, and let's continue to network and, and get going and, and try to, you know, continue on with, with progressing. That's awesome. I mean, that, that's a good attitude to have, not just for you, but for the people that you work with too, it's, you got to take it as it comes and pivot when you have to. And I think the, the sports mindset was definitely there from, you know, knowing you for the past few months and hearing what you've had to say. So that's great. Um, we, what and, is, and by the yeah. way, let me interrupt here, but, but there was three of us who all started at the same time. Unlike a lot of these sales teams, there's only six total salespeople selling for the giants. How many it's tickets not, is that? What's that? How many tickets would six people sell? Our boxes. Um, well, I mean, we're selling PSLs. We're not really selling tickets, which is personal seat license. Okay. So, um, I mean, bluntly, there was six of us and th three of us are supposed to be focused on suites and we kind of pivoted. Um, we sold more PSLs in the last eight months than we did in the three years combined. Why do you think that is? Um, I actually think that people want to get out i mean they got they, they were they were watching it on tv they realized that that we were um uh that uh that we had availability um i, I also think that we were really aggressive in our marketing unlike previous years yeah um, we had tools that they never had um, when i first started they really didn't have a crm um, they used it but not to its fullest capacity now we use mm -hmm. salesforce um yeah. We got onto Sales Navigator the day we all got sent home, which is something they never had before. On LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, correct. Um, we started using uh, Ring Central, and and we, you know, 
the, the Giants are, are, I mean, they're old. They're, the, you know, their mentality in years past was that, hey, we've been doing the same thing year after year after year, and it worked. And then the Super Bowls dried up, and the winning seasons dried up, and our fans got, you know, bored with the same old product. And I yeah. think we had to reinvent ourselves. And, um, you know, when I first started, you know, there was no analytics team. Now there's a whole team of analytical folks who were telling me what the household income of this person is and what this person's likes are. Oh, that's great. Um, and we've also progressed on video and Coach Judge does a virtual chalk talk. And I really think, you know, I think the pandemic had to progress us a lot. Um, yeah. and, and we had to change our ways just like most companies. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I've seen more marketing coming from the New York Giants. Um, and I'm sad that you guys didn't win more and make it to the Super Bowl. Um, but there's always next year, right? I, um, I'm actually, I think things happen just perfectly. Um, as a salesperson, you know, you want to have our fans there when you win. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, revenues aside and, and all that other stuff, you, you want to have that atmosphere. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you follow the the season at all, but I, we had a chance to make the playoffs. Right. And then the Eagles did some questionable things. And, and you know, whether it was a lack of integrity or who knows, but they they, they played some folks. They, they didn't play to win. I don't think they played to win. Um, the yeah. New York uh, 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 sports radio didn't think they played to win, which is kind of good for us. I mean, people are yeah. really waiting for this Eagles game. Right after that happened, our phones were ringing. We were getting a lot of incoming calls. And, and I think that ignited something. They really like Joe Judge. They like our yeah. new coach. They like the direction. They're excited for the draft. So whereas we didn't get to the Super Bowl, I, I, I think that it's, it, it, we're, it, it's a, you know, we're progressing towards success rather than, you know, staying far for as long as we have. Good. That's, again, great attitude to have because you're not defeated. No, not at all. Not, not defeated at all. At all. Um, so the landscape of sports revenue is, is interesting because you can't put butts in seats, right? You can't, well, safely right now, they're not letting full capacity in stadiums, or if it is partial capacity, what does that look like? So what did you actually think about what they did in, in the last Super Bowl, where they had certain percentage went going to first responders and then a certain percentage going to paid, um, spectators yeah obviously um everything varied state by state so yeah. whereas the dolphins being in or, or or you know the bucks they were allowed a certain capacity and, and we weren't um a lot of the reasons from my understanding and you know don't don't take this as gospel but my understanding is that there were so many entities involved in our stadium it's us it's the we split the stadium with the jets right so you know plus you have your your food and beverage company you have your security there were so many things that had to get done and there were so many procedures that had to be in place. I mean, as I said, we, we have an, we have an older fan base mm -hmm. we don't have digital tickets. We don't have digital parking. We don't have touchless concessions. And, and a lot of these ballparks and stadiums that, that had these limited capacity um, events, you know, it was usually one entity, one team, and, and they had all that technology. So I, I think that was a lot of the, the rationale with us. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the thing that football has that baseball doesn't is, is the TV revenue as well. Oh, yeah. so, so there's much more TV revenue and there's much fewer games and it's probably easier to manage. Yeah. Um, I think the NBA, the way they rolled out was extremely positive. No one thought the NBA season would, would occur and it did. And it was a bubble, but it, they, yeah. they went to the end. Um, baseball did not cancel any games. 
they postponed and had a maneuver, but mm-hmm. you know, baseball didn't have that bubble. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought we were in a good spot. I thought they, I mean, we didn't cancel any, any games and, and, you know, things kind of went as they were. And, and I thought the NFL actually did a very good job as adjusting. I mean, this was all such a fluid situation. So um, at the end of the day, uh, the best team won. The season was exciting. Um, you know, the, the gamblers were still able to bet. The TV folks were still able to, to run advertising. Yeah. Um, so I, I think other than your your butts and seats and your, your food and beverage revenue and your parking revenue, I think it was fairly successful. Interesting. So well, some of what I do is content marketing, but also digital on billboards, on radio, on TV. And right into March and April, TV advertising, super cheap super cheap and if clients weren't comfortable being on there because maybe they didn't have the marketing budget or they weren't comfortable putting themselves out or couldn't find somebody who can do it safely you know back when everything was really locked down um, they miss an opportunity so it's interesting that a lot of the commercials that came out this year for super bowl were fantastic they were done super well um I'm what was just your curious- favorite one <laughs> I, I loved what I thought started as a um, Bud Light commercial with the Clydesdales and it wound up being a Sam Adams commercial because um, nothing nothing says Boston like that right. commercial that <laughs> I was giggling quite a bit. How about you? Um, I think there was a variety. I mean, I my favorite really probably won't resonate to anyone under the age of, of 40. Um, but the, uh, the uh, Beavis and Butthead, yeah. um, when, when Beavis said, she said crack, I kind of laughed. Um, <laughs> and that's just my sense of humor. And yeah. I was in college with Beavis and Butthead. And I know that probably didn't ra- rate as high as a lot of the others. Um, but that's the one I remember. Talking it was about. on there several times too. It was not just one and done. It, it, it was uh, all for that Paramount streaming. Uh, yep. service. So I, yeah, I remembered the the, the company, which is always there good. a lot go. of the times when they had those e-trade commercials in the past, you really didn't remember much. Yeah, I um I thought the ads were okay. I, I thought yeah. the presentation was okay. I'll tell you what I really liked. Um, the NFL had an integrated uh, uh, um, presentation with Nickelodeon, and and I don't know exactly how that came to fruition, mm-hmm. but I believe a couple of playoff games and the Super Bowl was broadcasted on Nickelodeon. And they're really trying to gear the brand towards a new generation. Okay. And, and um, they had the slime and they had the effects. And I think Nate Burleson was doing the, 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 the commentary. Um, I was really impressed. I thought that was uh, strategic. And, yeah. you, know, you know, considering you never see Major League Baseball do it. They're such traditionalists. Right. And mm-hmm. I think the NFL really, you know, is, is trying to appeal to that younger community. Yeah, that's um, that's really interesting. Do you know if the commercials on that channel were different? I don't. I, you don't. I, okay. I, don't um, I mean, obviously, they can't have beer commercials on a kids' channel. Right. I'm. I'm, sure, I'm actually sure they were all. I'm sure they were all geared towards. I mean, it yeah. was a Nickelodeon produced uh, uh, Super Bowl and produced content. I, I'm sure it was. Uh, it was a licensing agreement. You know, yeah. For all intents and purposes. That's interesting. It was, it was really neat, though. Yeah. So the, the power of the NFL brand is something that we were talking about before this. What does that mean to you? Well, um, when I was in minor league baseball, 
and I was selling a sponsorship or selling a group ticket, usually I would have to take the first five minutes and explain what we were. We were family entertainment. We were fireworks. We were giveaways. Um, we did all these events. Now I say I'm from the Giants and someone on the other line says, you know, why is your quarterback still there? Or man, you guys really <laughs> suck. Or, you know, I was sitting yeah. in traffic and it all, I mean, you know, the, the, it's not like we have to say what we are. Um, mm -hmm. We're automatically on the, on the back page, you know, every, every Monday morning um, we get national exposure. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone has an opinion. Yeah. Um, I, I was one of the first things that really shocked me uh, when I started was how many people had the opinion. This was in, in Jan, you know, end of January, beginning of February. So before this stuff really happened, um, how many people had comments about the national anthem and the kneeling and Kaepernick? Right. And, and, you know, it's not something that really resonated with me in terms of the, the back and forth and the dialogue. But this is in February. This is like two, three, four years after this all happened. Yeah. People were still talking about it. So um, I think the powerful, I think it's a global brand. Um, uh, people are definitely giant fans on both coasts. You know, it's in New York. It's in the number yeah. one media market where we're not in Jacksonville. Um, it's a lot. I mean, my, my job is, is, is pretty easy. Um, you either want to spend X amount of dollars and get your tickets and PSLs and suites or you don't, you know, right. there, there, there's no in between, you know, when I'm selling minor league baseball, it's, it's about impressions and it's about this and it's about, and, and you have to spin it and then you got to, right. you know, throw in some hot dogs and then you got to, you know, throw in a manager's visit here. It's really black and white. Mm -hmm. It's, this is how much it costs. Do you want to be a part of this or not? If not, have a good day and move on. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, a former manager of mine out in the West said, you know, the price is the price. That's exactly. what it is. The price is the price. And, 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 and I should say, um, I mean, we do very well. Let's, let's not, you know, let, let's not cloud the waters here. Our advertising revenue is, is top three, I believe, last time I checked. Yeah. We, I mean, we didn't refund much money anywhere. Um, I think the thing that, that really made me proud was that, you know, we didn't collect any ticket money. Any right. yes, we, we collected PSL money, but any ticket money that we collected, we refunded. We didn't roll it over. I know most teams rolled it over to the following year, and it, it mm -hmm. kind of, you know, g gave people a bad, bad, uh, yeah. bad feel. But. Yeah. Well, good, bad, or indifferent. I think that for the Giants, you made the best decision you could I, in all capacities. I, I believe that um, you know the Mara family you know, is, 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 is visible. I mean, John Mara's at the office, I mean, before COVID all the time, mm -hmm. my cube was right near his office. He interacts with all of us. Right. And, and, you know, his father and, and his family were all a huge part of the giants. And I think they take that to heart. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's run like a family business and um, it's not run by a, a corporation or, an, or a huge entity. And I think that has a lot to do with it. I mean, our first day of work, I mean, Mr. Maris spoke to all of us, you know, and, 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 and he, you know, he, he talked about other things during this pandemic, you know, we've been having zooms with, with, uh, with the, the, the president and, and, and other folks. And I mean, the first question is how you doing, what's going on? How's your family? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, it's definitely not like corporate America. And, and yeah. I, I, I was in Madison square garden for a couple of years 
you know, really early in my career. And, and you know, the Giants isn't like that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, 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 I, didn't, I never had to worry about being furloughed. I never yeah. had to worry about any of that stuff where, yeah. where I know people who are still looking for work, you know, and, and you know, starting with the Giants was right when the XFL folded and the arena football folded. You had all these out of work, you know, sports executives. So yep. um, the, 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 I, I, I don't want to sound, um, I mean, the environment and the, and the culture is something I've never experienced before at the Giants. And that really made it easy getting through the last, you know, 11 months. Mm-hmm. That's, it's good to rely on your work family, right? And that's what it seems like it is, just a work family. Who I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know half these people. I was only there for six weeks before we were all sent home. I mean, that's, that's the funny thing. I, you know, I, I haven't had lunch with everybody there, you know, yeah. so, so we, I, I would say that, that during the last, you know, during the early part, at least, we would be on Zooms. We would be on, we would have all these webinars. We, we had to write notes about what we pulled for this. We had to, you know, read different articles. I mean, there was a lot of education behind it. And there was, there was things that we were, it, it was like, my supervisor was like a teacher and she had lesson plans and she had things all laid out and she was really well organized. And um, I mean, I've, I haven't done that stuff in a while. So it was, it was neat. It was, it was, it's been a good experience. Good. Um, so I know that we met through a virtual networking event, which, you know, I ran so many of, and you attended a lot. Um, there's something to be said about virtual networking, right? Because you're missing the, the real true eye contact and the handshake and noticing if somebody is super tall or super short, or just, you know, different characteristics of what makes us human and what makes humanity humanity. What have you been doing with social media or networking in person, online to help bolster your job? That's a good question. Um, the way I sell is always in person. And this has been really tough. Um, I'm not a guy who's going to sit on the phone and, and, and try to pitch on the phone. Um, not only would I be really freaking boring, but I drive my wife nuts because she's downstairs and I'd be pacing all over the room. So right. um, uh, it's been a challenge. You know, for me, I'm, I'm probably at the older part of this whole social media. I mean, I'm 47, 48. Um, I've really dove into LinkedIn and, and I've, I've, I've really dove into former colleagues of mine that I haven't talked to in years. And I've tried to reconnect with people who I used to work with or I, I, I mean, I interned with the Marlins in the, in, in the 94, 95, 96, and I've spoken to at least a half a dozen people who I haven't talked to since, yeah. since that time. And, and um, I think that's helped a lot. Yeah. Um, I think my business is based on referrals. You know, you know, like I said, you either take it or leave it. I mean, people know about us. It's not like I'm, I'm selling anything that people are unfamiliar with and have to explain it. Right. Um, so I'm really trying to broaden my network through referrals. Um, my, my dad was a, was a, a pretty successful lawyer who's since retired. Um, I've been hitting up his network. I've been asking him to write emails, which yeah. he, he, he still, um, you know, types with two fingers. Um, <laughs> on a social media side, I've recon, I, I probably hate to say this, but I went to three high schools. Um, I went to, I went to Montclair Kimberly for nine years and left after my freshman year. I went to public school for two years and I went to boarding school for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a whole lot of people who I haven't spoken to in a long time. Right. So whether it's, whether it's through LinkedIn 
or whether it's through uh, um, probably Facebook would be the two ones that I've used the most. Okay. Um, we get a lot of news from Twitter though. I mean, yeah. I'm a, I, I really enjoy Twitter and, yeah. um, and I'm not talking about political news. I've been talking about news in the industry and, and right. whatnot. Um, we've been diving into a lot of webinars, as I mentioned. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, I, I think socials like is, is taking this whole, you don't normally think of social media as a form of building your business. It's more of entertainment and more of checking out pictures of your friend's kids. Um, I think that's shifted a lot. I think yeah. the first thing I do in the morning is I go on LinkedIn and I read the stories. I think I've been sharing a lot more and giving mm -hmm. my two cents. And we've been doing a lot of social media advertising as the giants, which is something we've never done. Yeah. You know, we, we've, been, we've been getting on Facebook and getting on LinkedIn and specifically targeting for suites and for PSLs. And, and you know, you talk about how we, we've been doing well. We've never done any of that before. Right. Um, we've been behind the eight ball. So I, I think yeah. the pandemic has pushed the giants to be more proactive. And yeah. listen, just as I say that, I have a little thing popped up. It says new web form opportunity. And that all gets punched in through Facebook and LinkedIn. So Perfect. They, they, they've been feeding us, feeding us leads as yeah. people click over and, and fill some stuff out. Yeah, um, I mean, that's, that's my business, right? And that's what I've been telling clients, small and large, to be on these platforms, to be accessible, even business to business companies versus business to consumer that sell a product or an immediate service. Um, I've been saying for years, you know, consider social, consider social. Well, it's on my market. Well, this, well, that, well, it's privacy. But really going back to what you were saying about the analytics, you can target somebody in a county in New Jersey, mail makes a certain amount of money and only show the ads 10 o'clock at night when you assume that they're laying in their bed. And your ad dollars are going so much farther than just pushing something on a billboard when that same guy is working from home or working from his beach home or whatever the case might be. Um, so it's, I always kind of smirk when I hear big companies and I consider the giants a big company, no pun intended, um, to be a little slow to the adopt big blue the company. Technology. At least call us big blue company. Not well, that's why I'm wearing my blue today. <laughs> I, um, I, I'll tell you, I, uh, yeah. I, uh, as someone who's been selling sponsorships and selling stuff for such a long period of time, I used to consider um, it being lazy if you don't, if you, if you sell through an email or sell through mm -hmm. other ways, pick up the phone, 50 calls a day, you know, you know, churn them and, you know, go, right. go through it, smile and dial and whatnot. I think during this whole pandemic, things have shifted. Yeah. And, and I get these web forms and I get these, these, these things from Facebook. And the last thing I probably do is call. I shoot them a, a, an email saying, Hey, thanks. This is what it is. And mm -hmm. this is the stuff. And then I'll, I'll say what time is best for us to talk. Yeah. Then I'll follow up a couple of days later with a, with a text. Hey, mm -hmm. is texting easier? And, and more people respond from text than anything else. Yep. And then I'll call. And, and, and a lot of it's based on age and a lot of it's based on, you know, you know, what occupation they're in, if they're home, but a lot of these folks who spend money, who, who follow your Facebook and work and, and they're or using that as a, you know, for lead generation, they, they're at work. They can't pick yeah. up the phone, you know, right. they're doing something else and, and, and they go on Facebook on their, on their phones and, and, and click it. So mm -hmm. I, I think the whole way of selling has changed a lot yeah. and lead generation through other things other than the phone probably has come a long way and I mean oh, yeah. for me a short period of time yeah and you have to be where your customers are 
right? And you never know where they might be in a specific moment. I mean, obviously analytics and historical data will all be helpful markers, but I think um, kind of expanding your marketing toolbox can only be beneficial. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You know, I've, I've had several clients we put on LinkedIn ads, which have gone, gotten phenomenally higher than one year ago because of the power of LinkedIn right now. Um, it didn't work. So we pulled their dollars from there and put it into Google and they are seeing so many more qualified, validated calls for their service than they did before. Um, so I think not everything fits everybody and you don't have to do it forever. My, um, my wife just started a, a new role uh, a couple months ago. She's the CMO of a beverage and she used to work at Coca-Cola and she was with Vitamin Water and Keurig and she was all these traditional right. brands. And now she's working for, a, for an energy drink called Rowdy. Mm -hmm. which was started by Kyle Bush. Okay. And it's going to be in, here's my, my shameless plug. It'll be in th 30,000 stores March 1st. Um, but their whole platform is through social media. Yep. It's through LinkedIn. They mm -hmm. have video clips all over. They, they, they tag videos and, and with Kyle Bush racing and all of his other partners. And I mean, it's, it's taken off a life in the, of its own and it's not really uh, um, in stores yet. And, yeah. and they have all these followers, they have all these brand ambassadors. And I mean, that's something you wouldn't have seen five years ago, let alone 10 years ago. So yeah. I, I, I think some even traditional brands are, are changing their habits and, and, and really focusing on digital. Um, you know, even when we sell inventory, I mean, we weren't selling signage this year. We weren't selling, selling in-stadium promotions. We shifted a lot of our traditional partners uh, to digital, whether it's through the, the newsletter or through video clips or through all these virtual meetings and virtual draft party. Right. And, and, and most companies, as far as I know, were, were, were understood 100% and they took something that they were really comfortable with and shifted it into stuff that they weren't so comfortable with. Yeah. I mean, if you've done what you've always done, you'll get what you always have. Right. And if you're the other slogan of if you're comfortable, you're not changing. So I think everyone was forced to try something different just to remain sane and also remain ahead of the curve however long that needed to happen and and, and as a content provider like us we didn't yeah. want to return any money i right. mean i mean if you think about it and i don't i don't know the rates but but figure uh you know a piece of signage is worth you know 250 grand i mean you got to figure out some digital components and some things that equate to that because yeah. you don't want to roll it all over and double up for next year. You still want to make sure you, you spend some of that. So yeah, um, absolutely. I, I, I think a lot of these teams were, 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 had to be really strategic. You know, you look at the, you look at the um, signage in the bleachers, you know, that's all made for TV or in yeah. the stands, I should say. Um, you look at some of the graphics. Yeah. You, I mean, some of these virtual things that we would ne never done before. I mean, I can't imagine Tom Coughlin sitting in front of a, a computer and, and having a virtual, you know, chalk talk. That would have yeah. never happened. Yeah. So I, I think I think all the, the franchises and the teams have progressed a lot um, because of the pandemic. Great. Um, so Adam, my last question that I ask all my guests, what is your mission? What is my mission? It's a really good question. Um, I believe that the, uh, the, the Giants are here to do things other than to play football and other than to be a form of entertainment. And, and I think that 
Um, it's to build brands. It's to provide, you know, uh, excitement and, and put families into under one roof. It's to be proactive in the community. Um, and, and I think it's to be, you know, uh, an oasis. I mean, when things are really going crappy as they were, it was really nice to go to a, to, to turn on a game and escape for three hours. Yeah. And, 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 um, and I, you know, it's, it's, it's a community entity, whether it's a minor league baseball team or whatnot, it's a community entity. And, um, and I think that's important. And, and, and I, um, listen, I've always wanted to work in sports and, um, and I'm doing what I always wanted to do. You know, I, I ran a minor league baseball team for 12 years and, and, and I've worked for the guard and I'm working for my hometown team, the giants. And, you know, it's all about balance. If you're going to do something for the rest of your life, you got to enjoy it. And my personal mission, I just want to make sure I'm enjoying it because uh, time flies. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and by the way, I just want to mention, because you alluded to it, I know for a fact how much the Giants helped the community. One of my um, friends in an organization I'm a part of called Project Kind, the Giants were a huge supporter of them. And every August, they would have... Um, a huge event where we bust in several dozen homeless people to walk around giant stadium, meet and greet with some of the players, um, get identification cards if they needed it, get assistance for food or shelter or housing or any number of things. Um, and the giants were there to help. And the NFL is a huge help to a lot of charities because they do um, donation matching from the players, which right. was another great big thing and unfortunately with the pandemic that event did not run the the fundraising that project kind could do was greatly minimized um but hopefully this year you know as you said things are getting back to normal a little bit maybe it'll be different for them and the other organizations that the nfl and the giants help so i just want to say thank you on thank behalf you. of no, them. that's that's very nice to hear that's yeah you know that you know athletes always get a bad rap and, 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 and it seems like the really bad ones and the really good ones are the ones that make the press. And it's not the, yeah. you know, most of the athletes and most of the giants and most of the Yankees and most of the, the folks who really want to do well for the community. And that's why they, you know, that they have foundations and, and they, they do certain things. And, and most of the time it's under the radar. So um, that's good to hear. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. I mean, of course, there's also the tax benefit too, right? Um, but the, the intrinsic goodness of helping your community and people that need it, it's just phenomenal. And I know that she's been working with um, other players and organizations trying to get some kind of shelter in all the cities where football games are played. So that's kind of the long five, 10 year plan. Um, but, you know, it's, it's one player at a time. It's one person at a time. Um, and it's not just about the sports. Hey, listen, uh, Goodell, a couple of days ago, volunteered all of the NFL stadiums to be um, vaccine uh, uh, locations. That's great. I mean, I mean, they didn't have to do that. Yeah. You know? I mean, th there are things that these all of these leagues do, and I don't want to just narrow it down on football. But there's there's community activation and events that the, all of these leagues do that are that are really beneficial. And, and yeah. um, you know, most of the time, they're not looking for any credit. They just want to do it because they feel that's their job. So. Yeah, it needs to be done. There's a need there's the ability to help why not exactly mm -hmm. well adam thank you so much for your time and your insight into all things sports and pandemic and content related um i appreciate you and i for the guests listening i will post his information in the show notes below feel free to reach out to adam directly Please. to book your tickets um and your packages and Sweet. all the wonderful Full things. year suites 
That's yes, what, that's, full that's, year that's what we're on <laughs> with all of the ultimate food packages and all the delicious things. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you.